Hello and welcome to our second ICT podcast, Short Circuit. With me again this week is William Wood. How are you, Will? Round two, Sandra. I'm doing great. Excellent. Now, before we launch into today's episode with our guest, I just wanted to say a really big thank you to everyone who emailed in to say they either listened or to those who also gave us some feedback. It was great and we did listen. That's right. So some people gave us some feedback and we always take it in consideration. What did we change based on that feedback, Will? Well, we've started writing transcripts of all of our podcasts. So we've transcribed that other podcast and we're going to be doing the same for this week and it'll be in the description of the podcast. That's right, because some um, someone wrote back and said, look, not everyone wants to listen to a podcast, but they do want to know what we're talking about. So we're going to create a transcript for each one. And so if podcasting just isn't your thing, you can just PDF that and have a look and read it at your own Still leisure. Still get all the juicy information. I know. We're just you know, so accommodating. So thank you very much for that feedback. And just remember, if you do have any other feedback or you just want to tell us that you've enjoyed listening to us, you can email us at icttraining at usq.edu.au. Okay, so now to our guest. So we've got a very big welcome to Luke Jury from ICT Security. How are you, Luke? Hi, Sandra and Will. Yeah, very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on today on Short Circuit. Thanks very much for coming because, um, yeah, ICT Security. You don't always hit the popularity um, board there, do you? Oh, we, we, we do try, but, um, you know. <laughs> you're in one of those unique positions where you're really, really important, but sometimes that just mean saying no to people. Yeah, so. sometimes it's a love-hate relationship, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully by the end of today's podcast, people will get a bit more of a better understanding of, of Maybe a bit is. more love than hate. Yeah. That's it. We'll, we'll go for that. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so let's start us off. Luke, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I manage a team of four cybersecurity engineers, um, and I've had the good fortune to work at USQ now for at least 13 years. Um, so my team, we manage and monitor all of the university's uh, ICT-related cybersecurity controls, which protect the university's computer systems and networks. So it's a really growing area, though, isn't it? I mean, cybersecurity seems to be really uh, taking on. Yeah, it's a little bit like uh, death and taxation. It's a great industry (laughs) to be in. There's always lots of growth. (laughs) That's right. It's not going anywhere. Okay, so give us a rundown. What does the average day for you even look like? Yeah, sure. So, So I guess one of the reasons I... I really like my job is the variety that I see on a day-to-day basis and the pace at which things constantly change. Uh, so my normal day sort of starts out fairly regular insofar as reviewing you know, some reports that were generated from the night before, just letting us know what's happened across our network and across our environment. Um, then we have a daily huddle with our team and just review our priorities for the day and week. Um, but from that point onwards, yeah, it varies a lot. Um, some days... Uh, we're doing integration work, looking at new systems or services that we need to uh, bake security into. Um, sometimes we're doing um, attack and penetration testing on our networks, which isn't really as sexy as it sounds. It's, um, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> going to mention it. But no, no. So, you know, the aim of that is where we, we work to actually find and identify vulnerabilities in our systems before bad guys do and fix them. Um, we also do a lot of constant tuning of the security controls that we've got in place. So... You know, content filters, spam filters, firewalls, all those sorts of things. Um, and we also do a lot of work in the vulnerability management space, you know, looking for new patches that need to be applied or you know, configuration changes that need to be made to our systems to make sure they're secure. Excellent. Okay, so, well, yeah, very interesting. it's very wide and varied, isn't it, really? Definitely. So it's much more than just stopping us from looking at Netflix. No, no, no. <laughs> just, 
Yeah, I just thought I'd put that in there, Luke. So. Yeah. But now the Game of Thrones is finished. It's okay. We don't. Well, that's it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So having worked with you a little with communications over the years with TalkNetInet, I know you guys have some amazing stats around cyber attacks and security in general. Do you have a few of those that you'd like to share with us? Because yeah, you know, sure, they're quite sure. impressive. Yeah, sure. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, so I guess, you know, f- first of all, for us, um, you know, the university's uh, spaces, it's a pretty challenging environment to secure. Um, we need to have a fairly open sort of posture, um, you know, allow for information sharing, experimentation, you know, testing design of new things. Um, so we can't really sort of apply the same sort of controls we do if we're a bank or mm. a government organisation, um, but we still see the same sort of scale uh, of threat. Um, so, for example, on a day-to-day basis, you know, we receive anywhere from 400,000 to half a million email messages. Um, of that, 98% we just completely drop and it never even reaches anybody's inbox. So that's like 98% are spam. Yeah, just garbage. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's why I always chuck a little bit when someone complains to me about, you what, know, last getting week. Through. Yeah, they got, got the spam email message and <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And you're not doing your job. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's, I guess, you know, uh, I'll give you some idea of the scale of what's going on. So of that, you know, 98% that we drop, the remaining 2%, about 1.6 is legitimate messages. Mm-hmm. And that point four is questionable stuff that will either mark as spam or, you know, end up in your junk mail, mailbox. Um, so it's really impossible for us to 100% catch all spam. Um, well, it's because the people doing it just keep changing yeah, it all the things, time. Yeah, things they? keep changing and, you know, it's, it's sort of a little bit of a race. Um, but, you know, we work on a day-to-day basis to try and, you know, improve that as best we can with, without getting false positives because, yeah. um, you know, the risk is we might have a... A student say, hey, look, I want to sign up for a, a new course or we might have somebody apply for a research grant or mm. if that email message goes missing because we thought it was spam, well, you know, that, that could affect the business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a balancing act. Do you ever, like, do you ever, are you ever impressed with how clever hackers or, oh, you know, these absolutely. people are? Yeah, absolutely. It's hard not to be impressed with them, isn't no, it? No, most, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. The reality these days too is that, the people who target us, um, you know, are not snotty-nosed teenagers in mum's basement. Mm. They're organised crime gangs who are well-resourced. Yeah. Um, and in some circumstances, they're nation-states. Um, you know, if there's something that somebody wants to go after and they've got, you know, substantial resources, they can be a pretty formidable Ooh. adversary. So, um, yeah, cybersecurity these days is is much more asymmetrical, we mm-hmm. find. Um, a bit more sophisticated and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah, for sure. Excellent. So um, one of the other things I was going to mention too that you might you might find interesting, I guess, is a little bit about the, sort of the, the traffic we observe across our network. Um, so for those of you who've got NBN at home and are fortunate enough to actually have fibre to the node... We do, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Lucked out there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like Netflix. Um, <laughs> so here, here at USQ, we, whatever speed you have at home that's really, really good on fibre to the node, we essentially have you know anywhere up to 400 times that bandwidth. So um, that has its own challenges, I guess, around managing and monitoring its utilisation. So um, well, what do you think would be the most utilised service that's out on the internet from here at USQ? YouTube? Yeah, yeah I'd say YouTube, YouTube too. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And what do you think would be second most? 
to oh, I'd hate to say it, Facebook? Facebook, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? So it's interestingly enough, uh, just last week, uh, one of my guys came to me and said, oh, look, we've, we've hit a new record today. We've actually had over a, a terabyte of traffic downloaded from YouTube in one day. Wow. wow. Yeah. Gosh. Fortunately, we don't pay for that. It's all on net. Um, yeah. But, um, all yeah. those TED Talks, hey? Oh, 100% yeah. educational. 100% educational. So, yeah. It's a lot to manage, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, lots of data. Yeah, we. not only is it, um, I guess, uh, a lot to configure and, and watch it, it generates a lot of data too. So, you know, the systems that we configure to secure our network generate around about 100 to 150 gig of just raw log file data a day. Oh, gosh. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of information to look at. And, yeah. And uh, that's where automation and things like AI help us to do that. Yeah. Excellent. Now, okay, so the next uh, thing I want to talk about was, so one of the newer ways we're approaching cybersecurity is with multi-factor authentication. Yeah, okay. MF, MFA for short. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it's, I mean, it's relatively new to some people. Yeah, for sure. So um, you know, for those of you who um, do internet banking, you may already use it, um, whereby you'll have either a soft token on your phone or a physical hard token, which acts as a second method of authenticating your identity. So if something bad happens and your username and password somehow get stolen because you get fished or... You're on a computer that's compromised and a keylogger grabs your username and password. The bad guys won't also then be able to access that second factor of authentication, which is either the soft token on your phone mm-hmm. uh, or the physical hard token. I so, think uh, MyGov does that. I think when I go into it, yeah, I get a, yeah, a they, number on my yeah, mobile they'll do, or something. They'll do SMS yeah. for yep. uh, that, that second factor of authentication. Yep. Um, so interestingly enough, um, we looked at doing SMS, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't actually secure enough um, oh, okay. for, for what we wanted to do uh, based on the standards that are in the Queensland Government's IS-18 security manual. Um, so we've stuck with physical hard tokens and a soft token on your phone. So at the moment, we've got that rolled out to around about 200 people mm-hmm. are using it for different things. Um, and throughout the course of this year, we'll progressively increase that for more and more things. So the, the risk of your username and password getting stolen and then bad guys getting in and doing things they shouldn't do, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's significantly reduced. So we're using um, a system called Duo, aren't we? Yeah, Duo, yeah. So Duo has two options. It's got the mobile version, which is just a little application you can install on your mobile phone, mm-hmm. um, or you can have a physical hard token, which is a YubiKey, which is a little USB key fob that you can you can put on your key ring. Yep, so I've downloaded Duo. Um, oh, cool. It's very Same, simple. yeah. Took, you know, I mean, it's just from the App Store or Google yep. Play. So, yep, that's um, but as people need it and as we roll it out throughout the university for more and more things going forward, everyone will know what to do and how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our aim is to get, you know, most of our staff using it. Um, you know, I regularly chat with universities in North America where, you know, they have all of their staff and all of their students uh, also using it. And these are big universities that have, you know, 60 to 70,000 students. Mm. Um so, yeah, it's, it's something we can see is going to be uh, a serious advantage uh, to us in the future to have rolled out. And it's for our own protection, isn't it? Because I Absolutely, know yeah. some people have got a few concerns about, you know, I don't want to use my own phone, it's a yeah, work for sure. thing. But it's, it's really to protect ourselves, isn't it? Absolutely. So, you know, the, the reality is it, it is a personal choice whether you want to install it on your own mm-hmm. mobile phone. Uh, we can't force you to do that. It's your own personal device. Um, you know, but I'd say that you know it's it's important to realise that the information that we capture on that application on your personal phone 
is very, very limited. Uh, it's well documented. We've got a knowledge article which explains what that is. Um, you know, I'm a reasonably paranoid person. <laughs> That's an understatement, I Luke. I, I don't wear a tinfoil hat, um, but I, I, I do have that app on my phone um, and so do all of my team. And that's a good sign. If ICT security are willing to do it, um, people out there, trust me, it's been well looked into because, yeah, yeah you're, you're quite on the extreme of, of well, safety. you know, I don't have a Facebook account, so. Oh, go. that says it all. <laughs> maybe maybe it I all. do have a tinfoil hat after all. <laughs> <laughs> so people can just check out the knowledge article in my IT. Yeah, so so my IT there's a service request um, that you can go into if you need to request a YubiKey, um, and there's also a knowledge article which is uh, I think it's called uh, Duo Mobile and Privacy, cool. and that explains what information's captured. What's that sound, Will? Oh, don't tell me. Yep, it's that time again. It's our news break. Will, what's been happening in the IT world that our listeners need to know about? Well, the hot topic this fortnight is the new Uconnect staff portal, Sandra. That's right. It went live on Saturday, didn't it? It sure did. It now looks exactly the same as the student portal, but with all the staff. Stuff in it. That we need. Yep. It's been available from the beta tab for a couple of months now, hasn't it? So hopefully no one's freaking out about it. Well, I don't mind the new one, actually, because, you know, it's got the one-page format and the search is really easy, I must say. The left-hand column is a really great area to get familiar with. The search bar, the webmail link, HR self-service and all the other links, which is all the miscellaneous links that were across the portal, or uh, the like, old portal. Like Spot, like if you're looking for Spot online, you can just look yeah, at it from the yeah. other links. And then the great thing about the other links is that beside it is a little icon which is what puts it in your bookmarks. Yeah, that's so handy, eh? Yeah, find your link. If you've got something that you frequently use, just bookmark it, it and you can just go to your bookmarks. And so as soon as you've put in a bookmark, you will then see bookmarks appear in that little list under under the that's search right. box. That's right. So it's really easy. So do yourself a favour and have a look around. You'll be an expert in no time. Now, I really like how it shows me my leave balances in the HR block. Yeah, it's just like a nice little personal touch. Yeah, hey? it gives you a bit of hope, really. Yeah. Isn't it? I've <laughs> yeah. still got a bit of leave That's left. Right. That's right. Excellent. So there you go, everybody. Get on to the new Staff Uconnect portal and get familiar. Okay, so back to Luke. Um, so, Luke, one question that was raised by one of our listeners, so someone brought in, you know, put oh, in a question fantastic. just for you guys. Great. Okay, so the gist of it was that when we're on uni on campus, we can report spam via the, the reporter spam button. Yeah, the If you're on a PC. Outlook. Correct. Yep, yeah. but if you're on a Mac or if you're at home, sure. you can't do that. So what would your suggestion be? What could or should we do yeah. when we come across Great question. Spam? So we actually do have have uh, a mailbox set up for this, which is pretty simple to remember. It's spam at usq.edu.au. Do you know I didn't know that? Well, how bad is that? There, and I'm training. There you go. There you go. You learn something new every day. So um, that will that will then do exactly the same. As, Just forward it on. Yeah, yeah. That'll send it through to Sophos for evaluation, and also through to our team for okay. evaluation. So, yeah, that's a, a really simple thing to do. Because the whole point is, this person who wrote in was saying, look. If it got through, it's obviously got through all the automated, yeah, you know, absolutely. Speed. so I'm just giving you the heads up in case it's something. And and that information for us is really valuable mm. um, because then, you know, our team can then go through our logs, yep. evaluate who else received it, you know, what happened to the people who maybe clicked on links or responded yeah. or... Don't click on links, people. 
Yeah, don't don't do that. No clicky clicky. <laughs> no, cl- no clicky clicky. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really good. So the message is really clear. If you get a spam, you know, or something, an uh, email that doesn't look right, you can just forward it on to spam at usq.edu.au. Perfect. Excellent. Okay, so if you could tell every staff member one thing that could help them from an ICT security or help you from an ICT security perspective, what would it be? What yeah, would you like sure. us to do? So uh, I, I guess I don't want to alarm anybody or, you know, spread FUD, you know, fear <laughs> and uncertainty and doubt. Um, but the reality is you are a target to hackers. Mm. That's the reality. Um, you know, you never want to be saying it won't happen to me. Um, so we're all at risk. And, yeah, the stakes at times can be pretty high. And that's just not only to, you know, your person, you know, financial well-being, um, but can also be to the university's uh, standing and, and reputation. Yep. So, um, and it can open us up to them attacking the whole network, can't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the attack vector we, we most see is um, that's successfully exploited is phishing emails. So mm. where individual staff are targeted um, very individually on a daily basis. Um, and many of these attacks are impersonation attempts. So yep. if somebody you work mm. with asks you to do something via email um, and it seems a bit odd or out of the ordinary, give them a call. You know, mm. or pop around and see them. You know, get yep. up, get up off your chair and go, <laughs> go and for ask a walk. them. And, yeah, yeah, say hey. You know, I'll give them a call. Um, Can you check that email? Ad- you know how you hover over the email address. Is that a hundred percent safe? Like, if I go over and that email says at usq.edu.au, is that a hundred percent safe? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. So, for quite a while, we've had controls in place which prevent people from spoofing our mail domain. Mm-hmm. So you may be able to spoof, or not really spoof, but I guess fake the sender's name. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually looking at who the sender is and it says, um, you know, luke.drury at usq.edu.au, that bit will be from them. Mm-hmm. But what we do see is impersonation where it might be uh, geraldine.vc at gmail.com. Yeah. You know? Um, so... When we, when we observe those sorts of things happening on a regular basis from certain mail domains, we actually have rules that will rewrite the sender's true address mm-hmm. and put that right up at the very top of the message body in bright yellow. So if you see something like that, that's also... Oh, worth, is that what that is? That's what that is, yeah. It's like blue and it's got like a yellow highlight over Correct. the top. Correct, yeah. So the challenge is that if you're using an iPhone um, or even some Android uh email clients it's very difficult to actually see who the, the true sender is it'll mm-hmm. just have the alias name yep. um so that's where we find people come unstuck so if you see a message from somebody and they're asking you to do something like buy itunes cards buy itunes cards or do a bank transfer or <laughs> confirm some information <laughs> don't buy itunes cards for your staff members yeah yeah so um you know that's that's one of the the attacks we have we have observed is yeah impersonation. So. so we just really need to be alert. So is it like yeah. that be alert, not alarmed kind exactly. of thing? Exactly, Sandra. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that's been fantastic, Luke. I think you know it's one of those things. It's a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? It's Absolutely. A, between giving the university the flexibility and the access that they need, but also protecting us. For sure. Because we've all heard the horror stories of you know corporations being brought to their knees and you know ransom for bitcoin and all that but it actually happens doesn't it it happens on a day-to-day basis unfortunately yeah yeah Yeah. excellent well fantastic so will is that time of the podcast again it's quick five time it certainly is are you you 
So this is just, there's five questions, there's no right, there's no wrong, there's just the truth. Okay. Okay? All this right. is to humanise your leg. This is to make, oh, you know. But I'm a robot. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favourite IT gadget? Ooh, okay. That would be something called a Wi-Fi pineapple. Oh, my God. And what is that? <laughs> wow. It's made, it's made by a, a, a group of people called Hack5. And it's a nice little device that you can use to attack people on wireless networks. Yeah, so you can do man-in-the-middle attacks and all sorts of lovely things. I don't know what that means, but I'm Googling it as soon as I get off this podcast. Wi-Fi pineapple. Wi-Fi pineapple. Good times. That's fantastic. Okay, where would you love to live? Ooh, probably Iceland. Oh, have you been there? Yeah, yeah. It's nice and cold and there's not many people. Oh, sounds, sounds pretty good, really, doesn't it? Are you a night owl or a morning person? Yeah, so I'm actually a night owl, but I've got two toddlers at home, so that forces me to be a morning person. You're just yeah. a 24-7 person oh, if you've got toddlers. Yeah, yeah it's, it. it's rugged air. If you could do any job in the world, what would it be? Ooh, probably be like a, a mountain hiking guide, something like that. Oh, really? Right? the fresh air away from computer screens i think that'd be fantastic you could do like the northern lights too as an us there you go what's the perfect solution of both sign me up in one word how did you describe being on this podcast so i'm gonna i'm gonna do something a bit different here and use a use a german word that i think describes it really well <laughs> oh and that's that's a german word called gemütlichkeit <laughs> and what does that mean? Means, I'm too scared to ask. It means cheerful and cosy. Oh, there you go. That's good to hear. Do you like that? I thought it was going to be something like, you know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> something something more Ramstein yeah. kind of. No. no. <laughs> well, thank you, Luke, for speaking to us today. I know it's not always a fun position for you to be in, but it's a really important area of USQ and something we all need to be aware of. Um, and I know everyone will be eagerly, eagerly awaiting to hear who's on next, Will. So the next fortnight, who have we got? From memory, it's going to be someone from networking. Oh, excellent. I'm not even sure what networking do. How bad is that? A lot of blue cables. That's all I really know. Something like that. I know. Fiber and such. Just keep it plugged in. How bad is that? Anyway, so they're going to come and join us next fortnight. So if you have a question you would like to ask our networking team, email it in. Where would they email it, Will? ICTtraining at usq.edu.au. Excellent. Or just feel free to email in just to say hi, to say that you've listened. Um, Like we said, feedback, we have acted on the feedback you've given us already. So feel free to keep sending that in. So I think that's a wrap, Will. Unfortunately, it is, if only this could go on forever. I know, it'd be so nice. So thanks again for joining us, Luke, and to everyone out there who listened in. Until next time, goodbye. goodbye.